everybody um i wanted to have a more um clever intro this is screaming cinema i wanted to kind of take it in the direction of uh, you guys remember those old alfred hitchcock intros where he always had something really cool and clever and quite ominous to say oh yeah, yeah him and William well this Castle. ain't it this ain't it i i, I got nothing <laughs> i got nothing um we'll, we'll, we'll work on it for next time yeah, I'll I'll really go into a very um, highbrow uh, recording intro. But anyway, this is a Screaming Cinema podcast. This is our first of the year or second. I can't remember. Have we been here? Uh, I think it's second, actually. Uh, you may be. You also may be wondering whose voice that was. That random voice that just oh, in without oh. an introduction. But no. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, uh, I'm, oh. I'm I'm totally stepping on my cues, aren't I? <laughs> uh, my name is uh, James Cole Clay. I'm a the film seventh. critic, uh, now amateur skateboarder slash horror enthusiast, and uh, I am here recording with a couple of uh, friends of mine. Uh, one of them is uh, a guy named Max Paulson. Max? Yes, this is Max James Paulson here. Oh, your middle name is James? <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Why, well, you're just now telling me this? I know. Uh, and I have a, another ghoul who, uh, for some reason, is wearing an Eddie Munster costume today. That is, uh, who is that that was talking earlier? Uh, this is Tyler James McCarty, uh, the seventh as well. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Here well, anyway, enough of the uh, mediocre intro duties by me, but, you know, whatever. Um, we're going to be talking about, <laughs> about all the shit that we were mad about missing last year. That's kind of how I was brought into this podcast is because of these movies we're going to talk about today. Uh, movies that we couldn't see, um, movies that I, I just had a lot more free time, uh, because I quit going to screenings, but, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about these films. I think that studios basically at this point are not going to be able to hold off on these any longer. So I think that we're going to get pretty much the release dates that we're discussing now, but I don't know if all of them actually have set in stone, uh, release dates, but we're going to kind of just hang out for a little bit today. Talk about what I've been watching. Um, I've watched a lot of stuff over the holiday break and, um, I got some new fun stuff on ways that I've been able to choose movies at home. So maybe I can give some tips and tricks if you're stuck on a watch list, uh, on your five, six different watch lists off your different platforms. But um, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, speaking of watch lists, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm trying to find a, a, a good segue here. But, um, you know, I guess let's just go ahead and just start off with what we've been going for. Um, uh, Max, let's start with you. 
Uh, since you are the namesake of this podcast, you might as well uh, tell us what you've been watching. Apparently, Max has watched 15 movies in uh, the past few days. I have, yeah. I'm at, uh, I think, 15 or 16 on the year so far. I've got a good solid mix of uh, award season stuff, some Criterion stuff, some rewatches, and um, not any new horror, but some rewatches for me. I rewatched Parasite, the uh, Criterion release. Uh, you can call horror Jason, I guess, from last year. Uh, won pretty much all the Academy Awards, shocked the world. So that release is awesome. It comes with a second disc with tons of special features, a uh, black and white version of the movie. So that was a good pickup. Um, I watched a horrible movie called Rogue. Uh, it was my wife's choice to pick, and she wanted to watch an action movie. And this is a movie where Megan Fox leads a team of seal agents that are going to Africa to rescue um, the governor's daughter from uh, elephant poachers. And there's the worst CGI lion in the history of the world. And just random, you know, guy talk with, uh, with Megan Fox leading the way with a bunch of uh, soldiers who are just fighting tigers and African warlords. So that I got a one star. That, Sign me up, baby. That was my, that was Sign my, me up. That's my first one star. Uh, I, I had in a while, so kind of bounced all over. Um, some more highbrow stuff, I guess you want to say. Caught one night in Miami. Um, I know you saw said you saw that as well, Cole. Um, oh yeah, you saw it on my Instagram. Yep, I liked it a little bit better than better than you did. But um, the movies that are based on plays or one set pieces are good. They're Oscar bait, right? It's all about monologues. It's all about kind of pompous, uh, interactions between each other. But, um, you know, the content was cool how it actually happened, right? Where you had these biggest names, uh, biggest black names and Malcolm X going on and kind of talking about what's the right way to do things. So there, there's some definitely good. And I had it at a three and a half, um, on my list, but I was kind of expecting a little more. I wanted some more of the you know, Miami, a little bit more of the Muhammad Ali, a little bit more of the action. And it kind of leaned into the, to the drama more there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if people care that much on this podcast, no, about my not. big long rant about this movie, but <laughs> it kind of looked like a TV movie of the week to me. And that was my deal. Oh, the cinematography, like, how it was shot. Yes, it was so bad. It was so bad, and, and I was just like, "Are people pretending that this is good?" I, I don't. I don't <laughs> trying to make it I, look like the uh, the '60s and '70s. Yeah, I've just seen movies that are plays primarily, yep. and movies that have looked a lot better. Uh, Fences is one. Killer yep. Joe is another. Um, Doubt. 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 Doubt's great. Doubt was an excellent, excellent film based on a play. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, there there was that. Um, cheap. I'll just pop in a couple more highbrow here before I get into some horror. Uh, King of Staten Island, uh, I checked out. Um, nice. Judd Apatow, Pete Davidson, um, like that one. It literally just a hangout movie, two and a half hours yep. of what his life was probably like growing up, mixed with a little bit of a fake story of his dad rather than the actual story of his dad dying in nine eleven. But just morbid <laughs> funny as fuck when he tattoos that eight year old kid and his dad comes yes. to, to yell at him and they end up hooking up uh, with his mom. But, uh, got that watched minding the gap on Hulu, uh, from your recommendation nice. documentary. Enjoyed that one. Uh, watched my elephant man criterion. Have, it's the first time I've seen the elephant man from David Lynch. Oh, super, super young. Anthony Hopkins fucking 50 years ago. Right. 40 years ago? Uh, I think 40, 40. Yeah, 41 years ago. 40 years ago. So 
that was uh that was crazy and then uh tv wise i watched white house farm on hbo it's a british um kind of murder documentary that's uh, remade like true life um about a guy who killed his whole family uh, in a farm for inheritance so that was good and then i caught tiger documentary two-part hbo documentary about tiger woods and his oh, life oh i i you know what, Max? I actually, uh, after we texted about it the other night, I sat down and I watched both parts back to like back. Like four hours, uh, right? Damn. But what what, what like, do you think? Because I was talking to you about it and you were saying you'd heard it was like a bit like disparaging and salacious. And I kind of mentioned so, that it had its pieces of that, but it was actually kind of a cool story about his dad and his upbringing and kind of had a you know comeback story at the end there. So the only reason I wasn't big going into this because like I've been a huge fan of Tiger ever since he came onto the scene. Like I've always rooted for him, like no matter what. Um, and so when I heard about this documentary, I heard it was just very disparaging toward him that he didn't want to have any part of it. Like, I mean, obviously he wasn't interviewed for it cause you know, he's one of the world's most private athletes, but you know, I, I found myself like really getting into the ins and outs like of his childhood. Like I actually dug the first half a lot better than the second half. Like the second half was just pure like drama and, you know, like, you know, salacious tabloid fodder, yep. you know, that he got into. I actually dug the first part, you know, of of his childhood, his relationship with his dad. God, that, um, that intro talk you know, where his dad was doing like his celebration speech after he like went pro or something, just talking about his whole life and what he expected was like the most perfect B roll you could have for a documentary ever. And the, uh, the guy who did the documentary also has done uh, escape fire, a private war cartel land city of ghosts. So he's done some, some decently well-known oh. stuff before. And um, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really well-made. Yeah, it was, it was really good. You know, I wouldn't, quite say that it's on the same level like i know a lot of people like criticize like the last dance as being like catered to jordan but like man like what a what a 10 part doc that was you know earlier in the year but hard, hard, hard you know, to it was that. yeah but i mean it was it was good like you know it it wasn't as you know like degrading toward his character as i thought it was like but he did fuck I mean, up big time it, though so you can't really be like oh well of, <laughs> isn't of, he kind of, of a terrible person though i mean i've always I, heard he's like a terrible I mean, he, he I mean, cuts people out of his life there's multiple moments in this where like you know he decides that someone wronged him and he had a caddy i mean maybe it's he he said he, he she said but in this documentary his caddy for 15 years caddied one time for someone else while uh for while he was recovering and he said you know uh we're good um he was his best man at his wedding he never talked to him again after that not even friends not caddy not anything so he's kind of like a really driven direct he'd say cold-hearted guy and obviously he had his philandering past with the uh big scandal that came out after his wife smashed his car with the golf club when she found out she was cheating on him and he was fucked up on ambient and you know, all the mistresses came out and the, the DUI after that on, on a prescription medication kind of had a big downfall there. Yeah, I need to see this because uh, I don't like Tiger Woods at all. I think he seems like a person I never would ever want to encounter. Well, uh, well you, like you, you might like the dude, backstory then on this to see dude, what made right. him. If, if I like if all you that. Only, so. If you only understood his past, though, like the dude did not have a childhood. No, like right. he did not. Even adult. He did not. <laughs> No, he he did not have like a life that most kids and teenagers and adolescents grow up and and enjoy. 
he was groomed to be the world's best golfer since he was one year old. Yeah. Like, and that's all his life has been. That's all his dad wanted him to do. Like he had. Yes. Yes. That's what he practiced until from, from the time he was two years old until he became pro, he practiced for eight or nine hours a day. And that's all his life was composed of. So, I mean, if you think about it, like no wonder he kind of fucked up. Yeah. Like, no social skills, life. no like, life skills, yeah, nothing can right. cope with anything. And he kind of had that falling off the wagon after his dad died who is his kind of, you know, rock and roll model. So yeah, definitely check that out. Um, I'll, I'll finish up quickly here cause I don't want to take up too much time, but a couple 4k releases, uh, tremors from arrow video. Uh, I watched that mm-hmm. in 4k. Looked pretty good. wasn't as bright as I like some of the 4K releases. Sometimes the 4K goes for like more cinematic, um, kind of true colors than than the bright. So I could use some more of the uh, the color there, um, HDR, and then Prince of Darkness uh, 4K from Scream Factory. I picked up, which looked awesome, except for yep. just some soft parts that John Carpenter did filming, which you can't make look better, right? Like if you shot it originally and a little bit out of out of focus here, there, a little bit soft, you can't make that look any better than it is in some of the dark scenes. But um, yep. that was a fun rewatch in 4k and definitely popped in the, in the green slime and the colorful scene. So, um, those were awesome. And then closing, uh, arrow video box set. He came from the swamp. This guy, William Greffy, I've never heard of in my entire life, but was a regional film director from Florida who popped out seven movies, uh, in the sixties and seventies. Um, just some crazy titles like, uh, he has a Jaws ripoff. He has uh, one particular one I watched was called um, The Sting of Death. And it's about a guy who turns himself into a giant man of war and starts picking people off. But just great drive in horror film uh, if you're into that, uh, you know, older stuff. The only problem I had with this one for kind of physical media collectors is the source material is shit. So a lot of the scans aren't very good just because he literally probably is, you know, making this on a budget camera with 16 millimeter film or what have you. So the audio and video is not what you're expecting from arrow, but obviously the features is and comes with a two and a half hour documentary on all of his films. So just a cool guy you've probably never heard of, uh, and interesting checking that out. So that's all I had. Nice, man. Sweet, sweet. Um, I guess I'll jump into uh, what I've been doing, fellas. Uh, so, yeah, finally jumped back into the horror train after um, a few months of just being a little stagnant uh, with my movie watching. Um, so a couple of months ago, I watched uh, Hellraiser 1 and 2. Uh, so I jumped back on that train and watched no. uh, Hellraiser Part 3. Uh, Hell, Hell on, on Earth. Earth. And then Hellraiser Part 4, Bloodline. So... Um, which those are the last two uh, theatrical releases of the Hellraiser series. You, so, you skipped Hellworld um, and Judgment. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I don't feel like seeing Superman uh, die by an online pinhead. But uh, yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So Hellraiser three, uh, you know, it was kind of the driving force that kind of was trying to force Pinhead to be more of like a slasher, like Freddy type, uh, character. Um, it definitely pulled away from like the, you know, spiritual and demonic, uh, you know, horror that part one and two did so well and really kind of just made it a just full on just slasher gore fest. Like pinhead has, 
uh, a lot of like wisecracks and lines. Like I, I really do feel like he's trying to be Freddy Krueger uh, in in the third movie. Um, has has some decent gore, but I mean, honestly, it doesn't hold up very well. Um, have either of you seen three in a while? Yeah, I have it on VHS, man. Do what you did, really? Yeah, I have all. Four, I have the first four on VHS. Yeah. Very nice. But yeah, I mean, I I like them okay. I think they're watchable. After that, I don't. I don't even try. No, like I, I said when I started the Hellraiser series that I was only going to watch the first four because after that, it's just not even worth it. Um, after that, but uh, yeah, Bloodline is 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 pretty interesting. I think I actually prefer it over three, uh, just because it goes in some crazy directions uh a lot of people call it pinhead in space which i mean technically you're right but it's it's a lot more than that um you know it it definitely explores his past a lot more than previous films uh has adam scott in his first mm-hmm. uh film role he's he's pretty good at it you could tell that he was destined for good things to come uh i don't know like i i enjoy the fourth one for what it is um you know it it definitely you know does things different um and i feel like you know sometimes for the better um but then after that yeah the hellraiser series takes a very deep dive um everything was straight to video after that and uh yeah some are definitely better than others i've only seen one or two after that so i can't really make a judgment (laughs) on the rest of the series but yeah i mean hellraiser has never been the you know quintessential just you know standard for you know quality horror throughout the series so um but i mean i'm i'm glad i checked it out like i hadn't seen three and four in probably 20 years so um it was it was good to revisit them nice man did you watch anything else cool yeah uh revisited uh frank darabont's uh, the mist or i sh- or, or or i guess i should say stephen king's the mist directed by frank darabont right <laughs> but uh no it's always been one of my favorite uh uh, you know, King film adaptions, uh, you know, Thomas Jane, um, is, yes. is great in the film, uh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> I still remember walking out of the theater, uh, after that ending, I, so I've, I've grown to like bleak, dark and just awful endings, uh, that's the know, king over of them. the last few years, but I, but I remember walking out of that movie and I was just like, that's such fucking <laughs> bullshit. Like that's such fucking bullshit. Like it's a terrible ending, but I kind of like the, yeah, it, now, it, it, really. it's original. I mean, don't it's y'all? better than it's great. Know, everyone getting rescued in the end, blah, blah, blah. We, we escaped. We thought we weren't going to make it. And we did. So, yeah, uh, funny that you mentioned that. That is, I think, is my. I've been trying to go back and forth into what's my favorite subgenre. I think like end of the world invasion zombie, kind of all mixed in together. Anything where society crumbles and you're left on your own to you know humans being shitholes and then whatever else you're facing. That, that's got to be my favorite subgenre. I love anything that has to do with that for movies, zombie movies, all the stuff like that. It's just so cool seeing like you know humans are the worst people. You know, the lady in, that's preaching in there is one of the worst movie characters. She just, you know, oh, yeah. we need to expel oh, yeah. them out. We need to kill all these people in there. Like, this lady's trying to kill kids and, you know, get families killed because they're not following, you know, what she does or what she decides to do in this little grocery store she wants to run. So, yeah, I definitely love that movie. 
So, so, so basically then 2020 was a great year for you then. Cause you just loved just humankind, just turning on each other. <laughs> I, 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 I like it like, as escapism <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Max, 2020 sucked. have you seen the invasion of the body snatchers remake? Not with Nicole Kidman, but the one from the seventies. Um, I'm trying to think. With Jeff Goldblum and Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland is great in that one. Dude, okay. that's a great movie. I'm trying to, see, I'm trying to remember guys... which one of those I've seen. I've seen the one, uh, I don't know if it's this another remake of that or another. Um, you wouldn't okay, be able to forget I, this I one. I mean, it's, so, it, it's so, really so yeah, last good. Year, so yeah, last year I watched the original Black and White, and then I turned around and watched the remake. Uh, I think the remake's by far uh, you know, superior. Um, if if only for the ending scene with Donald Sutherland, uh, that just is engraved into your mind, uh, after you watch it, uh, you know, no, I have not time, seen that but, one, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's fantastic. I, I love like body, like taking over movies like That's aliens or thing. demons or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, a couple of other things. Uh, you mentioned Tremors, Max. Uh, I revisited Tremors Part 1 and nice. 2 uh, this past week as well. Uh, you know what? Tremors 1 is always a classic. Like, we always talk about Tremors 1. Uh, you know, Kevin Bacon is obviously, you know, the anchor to that film and, you know, one of his best early, you know, starring roles. And, you know, everyone talks about Tremors 1. Tremors 2 is actually really damn good. Like, it it, it doesn't carry over Kevin Bacon you know, it, 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 it keeps Fred Ward and uh, Michael Gross, who uh, I don't know if he's stopped making Tremors. No, by now. he has not. Um, he's doing it he's with on, Jamie Kennedy now. Yeah, I think they're on what? Tremors 7, 8? 7. Straight like to Netflix. But, seven. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah, exactly. But Tremors 2 is actually really fun. Uh, you know, it takes it takes the mythology of the of the first one and just kind of builds on it. And which they did that way too much going into the straight to video sequels later on. But uh, no, two is still really good. Like I remember when it came out on video and me and, you know, a bunch of junior high buddies rented it and just had a blast with it. And, it, and I think it still holds up. Like it was when Tremors didn't quite uh, go off the rails and still had kind of a good budget and stuff like that, you know, with the special effects and stuff. So uh, I still like Tremors one and two a lot. I think they play really well together. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I think lastly we should talk uh, about Wandavision. Uh, the first. Hold on two a episodes. second. Hold on. You're 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 what? glossing over Tremors two a little bit. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I've never seen it. Okay, it's awesome. You've never seen Tremors two? No, it's th- that was the first time I saw Tremors on air. I've just what? kind of what? Yeah, I must have missed that in my Dude. childhood. But I, n- I never. Oh seen it. my. God, that's yeah. a mind blower. I know. It, it, it like was right before my time, blower. 1990. So I just never, never wow. saw it growing up. So I was happy to. That oh, is man. like one of the movies <laughs> I, know. I grew up with. I have I a lot of those of. that I miss that I like embarrassed of uh, just wise. catching up with. So do I. I, I. Trimmers 2, though, is cool. Um, Trimmers 2, they have legs in this one, right? Yeah, they go from worms to being able to chase you with legs. Like, And so, then the third one, yeah. they fly. The third one, they fly. Yeah, that's when I start. Yeah, like, and like then there's totally a cold day out. in hell, and they do all these different ones. But yeah, Tremors two. You forget the the tie, the the colon. Tremors two aftershocks. Aftershocks. Yes. You forget that. That's what's cool. But yes. like, it's cool because they have like a video game and shit now, and they show. 
that um, Fred what what was it? what's his name in it? Is it Bert and no Bert 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 Bert's Michael Gross. Bert is Michael Gross. No. Um, yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. But Reba right. McIntyre's not in this one. Um, <laughs> no, no, it sucks. But but no. Anyway, anyway, uh, they there's like a it's cool. There's like a video game cabinet called Graboids that they're playing and stuff like that at the beginning, and they've been on magazine covers and and so there's they actually give you a reason why Kevin Bacon's not in the movie, and it, it it's fine. Yeah, and it's and it's fun because they actually go hunting, you know, for the Graboids, like, mm-hmm. and they use those little toy cars and try to like blow yeah. them up, which is which is fun. Like it's yeah. it's a lot of fun. Like it's it's way less horror and a lot more comedy, uh, you know than the first one was but but yeah it's 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 good it's great um you know has some has some funny scenes and where did you watch uh, this uh i found it uh on one of those random like tubies or like so you had commercials like Pluto. uh no i don't think i did okay actually. that's awesome that's yeah fantastic. i i i think i lucked out in that department but uh yeah tremors one and two love them that's Definitely great. revisit them. Um, now, can we talk about yes. WandaVision? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. WandaVision uh, episodes one and two uh, dropped this past Friday on Disney+. Plus. This is the first new Marvel content we've had in about a year and a half. Um, obviously, we've been, you know, like... Uh, Black Widow, Eternals, all that stuff has been pushed back. So this is our first new Marvel content in a year and a half. Uh, follows uh, Wanda, Scarlet Witch, and Vision uh, from the film. They're basically stuck in 1950s and 1960s television um, with a lot of ominous uh, notes sprinkled throughout. But uh, yeah, even though I don't quite know where it's going, uh, which, I mean, obviously you won't know the first episode or two but uh you know we'll know so you got it, that hook up to see episode three before anyone else yeah yeah he's seen episode three when, <laughs> so when I've no seen one else episode has three yes i have but uh no i mean even though i can't quite judge this as a whole like i i dug it like you know i dug the references to you know old 1950s and 1960s sitcoms i dug uh you know, the, the, the aesthetic and the visuals that they were going for. And I don't know. I, I think it'll just continue to get better. Uh, yeah. As the series progresses. I'm excited to see what we get because what I'm guessing is it's starting out as this and they're trapped in some universe and then they bust out and they're actually going to do some MCU shit is what I'm assuming. Otherwise it's a, a crazy thing for them to release if they don't really get into any of like, you know, villains or, or what the reason is definitely out there it literally is like you're watching a, a you know a version of i love lucy with with them two in it for you know maybe 45 of the 50 minutes that they have they have a little bit more going on and you know some ominous things like you mentioned like a guy coming out of the sewer in a beekeeper's outfit and you know a radio talking to her in the middle of something but i thought the funniest part was um i don't think we're spoiling anything there's literally nothing going on in the first two episodes but um where he gets the gum stuck in his mouth and he just acts like drunk pretty much at the talent show presentation starts busting out all of his uh that was great powers and she's trying to cover all of them up with with her powers to make it look like it's uh, an illusion that was just awesome so i'm excited to i mean see the thing is to. with this show though is so i've just seen one there it they're, they're like 18 minute long episodes, 19 minute long episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's going to essentially be the length of a movie, I think. 
I think essentially because I think are all of these limited series are they going to have like one division season three? No, no, no. I think I think these are all one offs. Um, That's great. So yeah, I think they're for, they're very self contained. They'll they'll <laughs> yeah they will they will be connected to you know future movies. Like I think I read that this mo- that this series connects with. Uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, that makes perfect sense. Two, and, yeah. and and like Spider Man three, I think, is what this series connects to. So, I mean, you know, you almost have to watch these series if you're if you're keeping up with the MCU now. So, um, I don't know. A lot of people don't didn't really dig like what the first two episodes brought. Like, I read a lot of criticism online. Yes. Like, like, like this is not like my MCU. And I'm telling myself as I'm reading this, I'm like. You know, the MCU has a very specific formula, a very like set like you know way that they do their films. And I kind of like that this series is trying something different and trying something like out of the norm, you know, for your typical MCU film. And I dig that. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't I don't want the same old same old all the time, and I kind of like that we have an unexpanded universe now that, you know, doesn't quite fit the mold like that the films bring, but they kind of bring their own little special twist, you know, on, on each hero or villain or whatever themselves. So, um, you know, call me intrigued. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I like their backstory too, because in the Avengers movie, they literally just pop up as kind of being together really out of nowhere. I mean, there, there's a little bit of a hint earlier on, but like, you know, you see them in London and are like, Oh, we should, you know, tell everyone that we're together or whatever. So it's kind of cool seeing where the relationship kind of formed and, and, and what's going on with it. So I'm the same way. I'm curious to see what we say at the end of it. Like, Oh, it made perfect sense. You know, it's going to go into something more formulaic probably by, by the end of it, but definitely a cool kickoff. Probably. I mean, sure. the, yeah, it's hard to review something that it's like an incomplete piece. It's like, Hey, watch the first third of infinity war and give us a review. It's like, okay. True. I mean, so yeah. I, I, you know, whatever. But uh, I, I don't really understand where all this is going to fit within the timeline of things. I mean, this has to be before Infinity War. No. Isn't Vision no. dead? <laughs> Did he come back I don't at the end? Re- I, I don't want to reveal any spoilers because I've kind of creeped into spoiler territory. Over, oh, don't do it. You know, <laughs> over the last few days. But how? Uh, this wait, is, how? Wait. This is just... Just watch the series, Cole. Seriously. But wait, how did you get into spoiler territory? That's Just look, what looking but, on the internet, people who have and, stuff like... Well, usually I don't like spoilers. Like, I actually detest spoilers. So it kind of caught me by surprise when I was trying to look up stuff about the show. Uh, but a lot of theories uh, about what's uh, going on and, and where like Reddit it takes stuff. place. Yeah, like Reddit and, you know, a bunch of, like... <laughs> I can't believe I'm even bringing them up. A bunch of screen rant articles that bring oh. up the most random ass theories. Uh, I can't believe I gave screen rant a plug, but uh, you just yeah. Did. Um, wow. I don't know. We'll so see. I, we'll yeah, see I'm it. excited. You know, I th- it, it, do. We, how many episodes is it? Is it going to be ten? I, I think it's eight or nine. I think that's fine by me. Okay, cool. So then that there's that Loki and the Winter Soldier show. Winter and. Uh, yeah, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, that'll be awesome. But anyway, okay, cool. Well, I, I'm most excited for Loki. Um, what else? Anything else you've been peeping? That's that's it for me. Wow. Well, I guess I'll make mine quick. Um, since we, I mean, I don't know. We're just kind of hanging out this time. But I've watched a few things. I watched The Exorcism of Emily Rose. 
Yeah. So I rented thanks it. Thanks to w- me, right? Thanks to you. And my girlfriend was like, I can't watch this. Um, but she <laughs> would kind of hang in and come out in and out. I, I mean, I didn't think it was like super scary, but I thought it was like really well acted. Uh, Jennifer Carpenter was really, really good in it. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a little clunky. Most Scott Derrickson horror films are, but I, I still thought it was a really cool uh, movie with a solid ending. Um, I thought that the ending was really bittersweet. And so I, I thought it was a good recommendation. I'm really glad I saw it. Um, I saw a movie that's coming on Netflix. Um, I got a screener for it, but it's called The White Tiger. Um, it's kind of cool. Uh, it's not it's not a horror movie, but I'll really quickly talk about it. Um, it's done by this uh, really good director named uh, Ramin Barani, but I doubt anybody has heard of him. Uh, he's a very big, like, kind of uh, Indian director, but... Uh, it's done some really good indie stuff, but whatever. Um, it, it's a really fun coming of age kind of movie, kind of in the vein of like Blow. Uh, like he, this guy's telling a story about how he got to where he is in his life, and it basically just kind of goes into like the class issues of India, and it's really fun. So really, be on if you see the White Tiger on Netflix, check it out. It's really well made. Um, I watched uh, a movie called Straw Dogs with Dustin Hoffman. It's horrific in its own way. Do not like that movie. I think it's terrible. Oh, it is. It is brutal. It is absolutely brutal. The end is solid, you know, in terms of like a last house on the left kind of like home invasion, don't breathe kind of horror vibe. Right. Um, in a way, but the thing is, the movie has much more going on than just that. You know, it's basically like, oh, you have to be a badass to make your wife love you, and I think that's like, <laughs> and I'm not your traditional sense of masculinity. Like, I mean, I'll grill a mean burger, but like, I'm not. so I, I love Dustin Hoffman, and I was just like, fuck this movie. Um, I hated it. Um, you ever I, seen the remake with uh, I have James seen the remake. I have seen the remake. I like the remake more because it's actually a little. Do you more. really? Well, I mean, it's been since college since I've seen it, but when I remember watching it, it was just kind of like one of those trashy movies, like the Last House on the Left remake. Um, in a you way, you know what? You know what? the The Last House on the Left remake is actually pretty damn good. It's I good, think. but it's brutal and it's trashy. Oh, it's 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 very like I need to go take a shower after I watch exactly. this. Exactly. I thought you were gonna say I need film, to take a shit. <laughs> I was like, okay, no, no, no. no. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a hard watch for uh, sure. No, it is. Um, I watched, um, let's see, I have a couple of, I have a couple, I have two more, and then I'm going to tell you about something really cool. This is going to be really fast. Um, I watched Vampire's Kiss. I showed my girlfriend Vampire's Kiss, which is one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies. Tyler and I have bonded over this movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I own it. Um, so if you want to see Nicolas Cage just pretending he's a vampire to get attention, then you can watch it. It's, 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 it's Nicolas Cage at his most Nicolas Cage. I mean, really One, and truly. Really? Like, it is the most you know, Nicolas Cage movie. Like, like, like I, I know he's taken, you know, some, some turns in, in recent years, but if you want to see him at his absolute just best, like watch Vampire's Kiss. It's, I agree. It's incredible. It's, it's a great incredible. movie. I, I, I absolutely love it. Um, so I watched that and then I also watched a... Um, no, I'm going to, I'm going to briefly ask you guys one thing since we have HBO max, but I'm going to talk about another one. Um, I watched, I watched tremors as well. Um, it was crazy. I, <laughs> I, um, I, you know, I, the Blu-ray came out, so I got the special edition of it and watched that. And it's, it's amazing. Um, another quick thing we were talking about to kind of take it back. Um, we were talking about the, the four case of 
Prince of Darkness, but we also got They Live. The thing with Prince of Darkness, you were talking about, like, a lot of it is interiors because they're inside of a church, you know, the whole time. And it's really dark and gothic and all that stuff. So, yeah, stuff like that really doesn't shine on HDR unless you have, like, an OLED TV. Something that can – or a really badass projector, something that can really handle those images. Otherwise, those blacks, they look mm-hmm. kind of smudgy and they look just not – not that great. I don't know if you had that same experience, but there's this green light in the entire movie, this green liquid that looks Does. so cool and so visual. Um, but they live looks. Oh, I'm great excited. I haven't checked it out yet. There are a lot of exteriors. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I got them in yesterday, but and so I demoed them. And the soundtracks on both of them, the sound mixes are really great. I mean, Shout is really killing it. Um, with these 4K releases, at least with these two, they released the Deer Hunter last year, and I was not impressed with that release like at all. Um, but these are really good, and uh, they live especially looks incredible because there's a lot of bright exterior shots and Rowdy Roddy Piper's beautiful blonde hair um, <laughs> flowing. So those looked amazing. Uh, but I watched, I showed my girlfriend. Um, from this new method that I'm going to tell you about here in a second that we're choosing movies called Only Lovers Left Alive. Have y'all ever seen that? It's one of my no. favorite vampire movies. No, y'all have never seen Only Lovers Left Alive mm-hmm. with Tilda Swinton no. and uh, Tom Hiddleston? Um, it, it's really cool. It kind of is a meta take on vampires as well. Like what if vampires were just bored, essentially? They're just kind of cool and bored and... I don't know how to really explain it without giving away the tone, but the thing is, is it 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 does kind of drone on. It's just uh, the movie, but it's really f- entertaining in that way because I think that there's a lot of there's really just a lot of different pieces of vampire lore that are pulled out of this and made into like this really light and humorous way. I, I don't know. It, it, it's it's strange because it's a very deep, dark, brooding movie but also hilarious at its core. Uh, so if you did not like The Dead Don't Die, you will love Only Lovers Left Alive because it's the same director. Um, look at look look for it. it. It's it's really beautiful, but it might put you to sleep. I, I'm still thinking it's a great movie, but I will tell you it, it is slow, and I know that's not like a glowing recommendation. The thing is, is you're either going to get on its wavelength or you're not. And... Um, Lastly, the thing that my girlfriend and I did is I've lived a whole movie life um, before I met her three years ago. And there's so many movies that I want her to watch and so many films that I have that I own that I want her to watch. But it's, you know, I mean, we're pretty good at deciding what to do. But it's hard for me to be like, you know what? Let's watch Manchester by the Sea tonight, babe. So what we did was we wrote down all we wrote down about 200 movies that were in my letterbox watch list. I made a playlist or a list on letterbox called movies we need to watch together uh, just movies i want to watch with my girlfriend we wrote them all down we put them in a jar and we draw one um when we don't know what we want to watch so that's how we watch only lovers left alive i like that and we also yeah it's really fun really cool and it kind of just takes away the power i'm uh, tyler will tell you i'm a big control freak um so i uh like to be able to relinquish that control um, you could do a nice double feature I mean, with Manchester by the Sea and uh, another nice one, Pieces of a Woman. Have you seen that one yet? I have seen Pieces <laughs> of a Woman. It's a movie about a woman it. losing her her child and the the kind of destruction after it. So just just made me have think you of seen that. It? Did you see it? Uh, the, the the beginning of it. I haven't finished it yet on Netflix. I caught it late. So you watched the first thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm You've at. You've seen the best stuff. You've seen the best stuff. I you mean, know what, it, Cole? I actually. 
sorry, sorry. No, go you're good. You're good. Go ahead. No, I was actually going to say it. I actually really like that method of how you're choosing films because in recent years, I get overwhelmed with just browsing through all the different streaming services. Arguing like I've been fucking 20 minutes. And I, and I literally spend like almost an hour trying to find what I want to watch before I end up going back to something that I've watched like 30 times. And so that's actually a really good idea because like, I almost just want to have a list and just, blindly pick something like from now why. on rather than just just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling because i've it's it's we are in an age where we have too much Way like too much. too much selection too many options like you could sit down from now until the day you die and you could never finish all the content on the streaming services so yeah um so yeah i think it's I actually like that method, and I think I might adopt you should. something like that. You should. Go to like, all your streaming lists and just write them down and then just throw them in a jar and just grab one and pick one. And it may not I be exactly what you're feeling at that exact moment. But but but, but, but if, you re- if, you, if you set yourself up to relinquish that control, you can kind of go with it. So, you know, like – Yeah. You know – Erica will throw out a movie and I'll be like, oh, that's not, but then we'll watch it. I'll be like, okay, cool. So if you just relinquish control. So we did that last night. Uh, I drew, so I wanted to see the Coen Brothers movies. I was like, write Coen Brothers 10 times in there, throw it in the jar. <laughs> and so that's not what, I mean, I'm looking over at the movie channel. I, I'm, at, I'm at a, um, well, it doesn't matter what I'm doing right now, but I can see movie <laughs> channels um, right now. And so back in the day, you would go through HBO, the 10 channels that you had. And you'd be like, okay, well, I'm 30 minutes into Air Force One. Fuck it. I'll watch Air Force One because that's all the choices you had. But now that's not the case. So um, last night we watched – and and I'm curious, you guys, since you guys have kids, uh, if y'all would show y'all kids the Studio Ghibli movies. I don't know if y'all – I didn't grow up with them. I just saw them a couple years ago. But uh, we watched Spirited Away last night, and I've seen it. But um, truth be told, I've seen it in college, and I was definitely under the influence of drugs – um, when I saw that um, at the time, so this uh, was a new experience for me. And boy, is it a um, just a great movie! So I, I want to encourage you guys to show your kids uh, My Neighbor Totoro to start with. Um, I mean, see if they think about it. See if they think. I I mean I think they would in, like. I feel like my daughter might enjoy it, but I think it's way too mm-hmm. deep. You know, for, spirited away for, for 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 her to digest. Um, you know, my my neighbor Totoro would be probably a, a good first That's step. That's the one. Um, in that in that direction, but uh, but yeah, I don't think she's quite ready for for stuff like that. She spirited likes, away uh, is a little scary, honestly. Parents turn no, into no, pigs it is and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to see your parents turn into a pig. So yeah, show your kids Totoro and uh, Ponyo. So all the O's. Um, Watch the. I mean, they're they're really just great movies. I mean, I'm in my 30s and I like jump for joy watching them. So I know uh, we spent a lot of time on the what we've been watching, but it's kind of cool to to let that breathe and be able to rapid fire a shit ton of titles that we've been going through. Yeah. And honestly, that didn't even cover everything that I've no, watched. I, I'm gonna get I just a, stay home. I'm gonna get a list together and do that. What you did. Um, my wife doesn't watch a ton with me as much as uh, as your girlfriend does. We we catch kind of the the big things, the new releases, mm-hmm. stuff here and there in Netflix. But on a lot of it, I'm just uh, left a mile alone. So I'm probably do those after after her and the kids go to bed because I have the biggest, most random letterbox uh, watch list right 
right now. I was watching yeah, some of the Criterion nice. special features uh, uh, from uh, Parasite, and he dropped like Rules of the Game, uh, Housemaid, The Servant, Rafifi. I want to watch those, and I have like Airport, Airport seventy seventy six. It's the most random shit ever. That wow. I, I wouldn't like jump to. So I need to do something like that for sure. It'd be kind of fun to, you know pick and be like wow i never would expect to be watching uh, mom tonight or blue monkey but or let's exactly do it. exactly exactly so it's really cool so it, it's been fun we just started it this week so um you know we, we got we got about 250 movies to go but uh over the next couple of years i guess we'll get through it hell yeah all right guys well we have just gone over random shit here and there, but uh, let's talk about the topic at hand. Uh, we are here in 2021. Uh, hopefully some good new titles on the way uh, on the horror front. Um, most of these were meant to be released last year. Uh, almost all of them got pushed back um, at some point or another just because of all the random shit that went on. Uh, but hopefully we get a more balanced and uh, regular schedule. Um, you know, obviously with the recent, uh, you know, HBO Max uh, deal. And I feel like a bunch of more theaters are just, just going to start releasing shit, you know, that starts coming out. Uh, I feel like we're going to get on a more regular basis. Yeah. Uh, some 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 big time releases. They're, they're, they're done but, with uh, the delays, we're gonna, man. It's going to be VOD and yeah. theaters and you pick. Do you hear what's it called? It's going to VOD, the uh, Marvel first marvel movie they're gonna do um like bot black, black widow. widow like buy it for 30 really? dollars on disney plus like they did with mulan i think really so i mean i don't like the 30 dollars, mm. but with hbo max for free and those i think it's just here it is whoever's gonna go to the theaters go we'll get the the money from china we'll get the money from uh from vod releases so i'm really hoping we don't get these fucking sets and sets of delays because we're just gonna lose movies i feel like they're gonna get disappear they're gonna get you know buried away and definitely don't want that yeah for sure so we're actually gonna just go randomly uh through some 2021 releases that should be released this year and just most uh, anticipated go stuff, through them for sure yeah 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 most anticipated uh and just kind of share uh what our hopes what our dreams what our thoughts are uh so i'll jump right in uh and and get us going uh, let's talk Candyman uh, for a second. Um, this is going to be directed uh, by Nia DaCosta. Uh, based on the trailers, looks really cool. Uh, a, definitely a new fresh take. We haven't had a new Candyman movie in, what, like 25 years? Yep. Something like that. Um, you know, Tony Todd's uh, back uh, in the titular role. Uh, I'm excited because, uh, you know, the first one is still a absolute classic, uh, and I'm really interested to see, uh, where they can take it after all these years with Jordan Peele, yeah. uh, in the background producing. That's well. kind of the big draw on that one. I think is, um, Jordan Peele obviously brings the name recognition and watching the trailer. It looks like it's a bit in line with, with what he did with, um, with us and with get out kind of that same style, uh, a film, obviously a completely different director and you know, it's her film, but I like having him involved with that and, you know, bringing new directors or directors who you may not have watched their movies or, um, you know, get a film like this. And I, and I love the pick. I feel like a lot of these horror movies, it's just like completely random who they decide to direct. So I think it's cool to, to, bring someone who would actually fit it rather than who is the first candy man directed by is just some like some old white guy right 
No, yeah, it's man. I'm trying to think. I knew the guy's name. Yeah, no, I me, guess me, I me, wish me I too. I'm totally spacing in, on it, but I'm like for a movie about like you know uh, like a like a black. It is. It, it should be directed a, by by a black person because it's it's that it's that lore. It's that style. It's you can't do you know the projects. It Bernard was. Rose. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bernard yeah. Rose. Not not some random uh, white guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he is yeah. kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, for. To direct that story, I mean, I think definitely he's a random white guy. Exactly. But, I mean, this, the, but the thing is, is what's crazy about it is who's in that movie is this woman in the original Candyman is this woman, Cassie Lemons. And she ended up, I mean, I did not like this movie, but she ended up directing uh, the Harriet Tubman movie that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, and so yeah. she's like, uh, you know, she's, I mean, she did this really good movie um, from the 90s, but. Um, you know, with this new Candyman, Naya DaCosta mm-hmm. is the director of the the new one, and she did this movie called Little Woods. Uh, it should be on Hulu to watch, but I saw it a few years ago and reviewed it. Um, you guys should check it out just to kind of get a feel for her work. It's pretty good. It's got Tessa Thompson and Lily Collins, and um, I, I liked it. So uh, she's a good director, and it, it, I just feel like this movie has been in the making forever. So it's just like, man. You know, I wish we could yeah. get it going. Um, yeah, I'll, sure. I'll go next. Let's go with Army of the Dead. Uh, Zack Snyder directing his first uh, non-superhero movie since Sucker Punch. Um, getting back to, to some horror roots here. It's literally like, I mean, you got Dave Bautista helming the film. It's a, a zombie heist movie. So no idea what to expect, what the tone's going to be, what's going to happen. But this is going to be um, dropping on Netflix this summer. Um, I haven't really heard a ton about it otherwise, other than that people are excited about it. Obviously, zombie movies are, are hit or miss. So I like that it's not just a standard zombie movie. You have action mixed in it. I'm excited to kind of see what he does with this one. Yeah, apparently they've already announced uh, a sequel to it Woo! Without, I'm down. without it even dropping. So uh so yeah, uh, sounds like it's going to be a guaranteed hit, no matter what. Uh, I'm always down for some Dave Bautista. Uh, he's proven his, uh, you know, comedic and and action talent over the last few years. So, uh, yeah, definitely down. Nothing like Dave Bautista in his best role in Stuber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The least we talk about that, the better. Um, <laughs> Available on Amazon uh, Prime if you're interested. <laughs> yeah. Well. Cole, you want to go next? Um, yeah, I mean, I got to represent for a movie. that I, I don't actually know when this is going to finally come out, but um, I think, oh, man, I feel so obvious choosing this. Yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, just we we, we got to go with all the big ones, so we'll be hitting it. Well, everyone that. knows how much uh, I loved the first one of this movie, and the second movie, um, Terrifier 2. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, a, quiet, a, a Quiet Place 2. Um, I once again was going to see this. I was scheduled for my screening of it. We were gearing up. The girlfriend and I were so excited. The first one legit brought me to tears. I thought it was, I don't have children, but I just thought it was a beautiful movie about family and parenting and life and just appreciating the ones you have. And I am still fairly, I mean, I guess I'm not really that skeptical, but I'm, I just don't want to get my heart broken by a shitty movie because the thing is, is if it sucks, it's going to subsequently ruin the first one. Kind of like it chapter two did or yeah. like, um, oh God. what's something else 
that was really bad. Um, there was a movie. Oh, Wonder Woman. Wonder <laughs> Woman uh, 84. <laughs> subsequently was so bad it ruined the first one for me. Because I'm like, well, why the shit do I care about this movie now? I um, the, the the preview so. makes it makes it, I have faith in it right because you obviously are missing John Krasinski um, who I, I mean had an awesome performance and it had you know the the dad role and so they're kind of leaving that open they're meeting obviously a new uh, male character in it to kind of replace him but the thing that I liked about this one is they're showing us some of the first 200 500 odd days that we missed in the first one where it skipped to and that shit is awesome. I love the beginning of any kind of end of the world movie. You know, you're living life or the worlds, whatever it is, Dawn of the Dead and just shit hits the fan. So it should be cool seeing kind of how these, these creatures took over. And, you know, I, I think that if, you know, John Krasinski is, is involved in writing and directing it, that, that is going to be great. That movie experience for me in the theaters was just insane. Holding your breath for an entire movie, like, you know, being, being invested and having that good of a story and action in it. So I'm really excited for that one. That's probably one of my like top three most anticipated ones. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Max. Like I, I have faith uh, that John Krasinski can uh, strike gold twice. Um, I think uh, that Killian Murphy uh, can step in and provide, um, you know, a good male lead uh, in the second film, just because I dig all of his, uh, uh, all of his roles, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've got faith. I'm excited. Uh, can't wait to see, uh, what new is brought to the table. And I don't, I don't think it's going to be a disappointment. Like out of, like out of all these movies that we're talking about today, I feel like a lot of them will be letdowns, but I don't think this is one of them. No, so, uh, Millicent Simmons Martin, too Martin was such words. a cool role, actually a deaf character reprising it and Noah Jupe killed it. So kid acting that good mixed with the story. I definitely have uh, have faith in it. Yep. Well, uh, let's roll back over to me guys. Uh, so <laughs> I used to be a huge fan of this series, uh, when it was going on, uh, I can take or leave most entries now, but, uh, this new one, uh, looks to be a fresh take on the series and I can't wait to see what they do. I'm talking about spiral from the book of saw, I guess you could say. Uh, so yeah, this film, uh, it's the ninth entry in the saucers that's weird to think about uh that this series has nine films um obviously of varying degrees uh but uh yeah this film kind of rejolts uh the saw series <laughs> they already re rebooted it with with jigsaw uh about three years ago but this is a complete uh we just sweep jigsaw the under series. the rug uh, chris rock <laughs> yeah like yeah so so it's it's fr it's from the book of saw in name only like they're really trying to go in a different direction here uh with chris rock and samuel l jackson uh in the mix i think it's looking to be something really different from what we're come to expect i actually read something today that they're really trying to make it more of like like a psychological thriller like seven and less and yeah like like less of a true saw movie like it definitely has saw elements to it but definitely uh, more psychological, like thrillers slash like trying to find a serial murderer type deal and less torture porn. Um, but I've seen the trailer. Uh, I, I like what I see so far. Uh, Darren Lynn Boozman, uh, the director of the saw two and three is back uh, to do this. I don't know how, how I really feel about that. Um, but 
you know, the first trilogy of the original Saw, like Saw 1, 2, and 3, is still very watchable. I think past that, it it's very hit or miss. But uh, well, you know, the first three. I mean, what? Well, they're not necessarily good, but... No, but, they're not good, but... But I mean, they are very watchable. And like a, they, they kind of play more like a TV series than anything. Yeah, I can I see think, that. But like, but like, but like, I can... I can't get past like like Saw Four and like Saw the Final Chapter and stuff. Those are rough watches, man. I mean, like, they are. They are. What's the one where Donnie Wahlberg gets the ice smashed on his head? Uh, that's three. That's three. Where it like comes yeah. down and like. No, no, no. Four, 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 four. I'm sorry. Four, four, four. four. Okay. Anyway, I um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm excited to see what Spiral does. So. Me yeah. too. Uh, kind of. Uh, ignoring everything before and going new or, or making sequels is, is definitely very in right now, especially after Halloween. So I'll kind of segue mine to the next one, which I actually didn't really know was happening until recently, but um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre supposedly dropping this year, maybe. Uh, Fetty Alves is producing a direct sequel to uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So curious to see. so this is only the fourth direct sequel to the original right? yeah so i mean <laughs> a, a lot of those you know whatever but it's interesting that uh eighth grade star elsie fisher is gonna is gonna lead the cast so what yeah really yeah, i had not heard about this but it's supposed to hit in 2021 so i was like man a, a good segue there and kind of just going new directions with films and changing it up it's kind of the only way you can do it now and no one's like how are we going to take all of these sequels? What are we going to take? What are we going to do? Um, so curious to see how that one turns out. Not a lot of information on it yet, but we'll see. I don't think any series has been rebooted more <laughs> than, than, than Texas Chainsaw. Like you have so many so forgettable though, except like for the iterations and timelines and, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But this is a, yeah, I guess how many, I guess a, a sequel to the original, which I guess, like you said, you've seen a couple times or, or out of timeline ones, but yeah, who knows? I've, have y'all seen all of them? No. I've seen all of them except for, uh, one came out, I, I, I think with Steven Dorff, like three or four years ago called like Leatherface or something like that. Yes. I think, I think that's the only one I haven't seen, but everyone else I've seen. Yeah, so. I've seen the one with Vigo Mortensen as well. So <laughs> yes, yes, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I I like them for the most part, uh, except for the 2013. Oh, the film. 3D one. Yes, Tyler told me to watch that, and um, just for what was that line of dialogue in it that you always <laughs> cringe about? <laughs> Go go get them, cuz. Yeah. Go go show them, cuz. It, well, it, uh, Alexandra Daddario says something really stupid too. Yeah, like really, the, really, it's stupid. really, really bad. But the uh, the uh, Platinum Dunes ones aren't so bad. Those are good. Oh, those are great. Those Dude, are great. Come I on. always I always talk about my love uh, for the remake and its sequel. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Those are those are solid. So for the most part, I'm a pretty big fan of this franchise, except for. Probably I can guarantee Leatherface sucks, and then the 2013 one. All the other ones, I like. Uh, Next generation. Well, I mean, McConaughey and Zellweger are. uh, Yes. Speaking of McConaughey, I just looked over, and that's really surreal. He's on TV right now. Dallas Buyers Club is on TV right now. I just noticed. (laughs) I just watched Uh, that uh, like two months ago. (laughs) Great movie. Yeah. 
Well, uh, well, well, uh, Texas Chainsaw Next Generation is not a good movie, so we'll just no, uh, gloss over that. But, no. uh, but you know, I guess it's, you know, Dallas Buyers Club, it's a Texas movie too, so it's, yep. it's you know, it's, it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, man, sure. that is just so wild. So Fetty Alvarez is not directing it? No, uh, it says producing, so I'm not sure. Not a ton so. of info yet. It could just be one of those things where they're putting it on the list, but it's not actually going to happen, so we'll see. Okay, cool. What do you got next? Well, dang. Is it, it's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, well, my next choice is going to be something that Fetty Alvarez did direct. Well, he directed the first one. <laughs> That's you... Don't Breathe 2. Oh, nice. Turkey Baster. Nice. Don't Breathe 2. Uh, <laughs> yes, Turkey Baster. So I saw the first one at South by Southwest. And no one knew what the fuck it was. And uh, I was, I don't know. I, I had mixed feelings about it. I thought it was very well made. And then it came out, and it was a huge hit. So I'm going to be very – and I haven't seen it since then, but I, I'll never forget the screening that I saw it at. So, I mean, you know, this is coming out this August, the same – around the same time that the first one came out with – came out, I guess it had to have been four years ago or something like that. But, you know, Fetty Alvarez, uh, I don't really even know what he's been – He's going to be directing. I guess he's doing interesting. Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked looking at some stuff that he's doing. But he did Girl in the Spider's Web at last, and that was so bad. But yep. uh, this yeah, one. It wasn't good. I, I'm excited to see it. It kind of seems like there's enough time has passed where they can be a little more free and easy with it. Man, that was five years ago. It's uh, just like yeah. the the co-writer for Don't Breathe and uh, Evil Dead is making his directorial debut on this one, so that that'll be cool. Obviously, we all like the uh, Evil Dead remake, and you know, Don't Breathe. Yeah. you know, had had its moments where you're like, "Fuck, this is hard to watch and and not fun to watch," but such a cool story. Like, let's go into this abandoned house and steal this shit, and this blind fucked up dude is just there to terrorize them so um i think it's kind of cool obviously it's going to just be retreading for the most part it looks like the the picture of it i saw for the you know it was just him in the house again with a gun so <laughs> yeah so i mean you know I'm, I'm excited nonetheless uh you know i think it'll be good home viewing i i don't know gosh i don't know if you know Theaters are going to be relevant at that point or what, or if they'll even be around by August. But um, even so, man, even so, I, I think this is going to be a good at least home watch. Um, so I, I'm sure we're going to review it on the podcast. So that's why I brought it up. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, let's steer away uh, from sequels, guys, uh, for a second and go to something original. Uh, I saw this preview uh, probably about a year ago, and uh, it's still not released. I don't even think it has a date uh, on the release calendar right now, but uh, hopefully it'll come out this year. Uh, I'm talking about a little film called Antlers. Yeah, Um, buddy. This film looks really cool. Uh, This film is directed uh, by Scott Cooper. Uh, He did uh, such films in the past as Crazy Heart, uh, he did Black Mass, uh, that, uh, you know, gangster, uh, you know, biopic, uh, about, um, who is it? Uh, John, uh, no, 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 John. no. It was Whitey Ford. Uh, yeah. 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 Whitey Bulger. I'm, 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 I'm Bulger. thinking about the other, uh, um, Johnny Depp, the uh, public enemies. Film. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I get those two mixed up all the time. But uh, yeah, he's he's Waddy Bulger uh, in that film. Uh, he also directed that. But uh, yeah, Antlers. Uh, it's it's pretty basic. Uh, basically, has a a, a little young boy uh, who might have a friend who's otherworldly, might be a creature, might be a person. Uh, this thing is killing people around his small town uh, in the upper Northwest. But uh, yeah, stars Carrie Russell and uh, Jesse Plemons, who uh, whose star keeps rising. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> He just, uh, he's, he's everywhere now. Mm -hmm. He really is. Uh, but he's talented and he's great. But, uh, yeah, this film looks, uh, looks pretty cool, uh, for a non-sequel, non-franchise uh, film. Uh, I think it looks pretty freaky. Yeah. Uh, this looks like it'll be one of the ones that is saying something, uh, obviously it looked like, um, from what I read into it, something about a Wendigo or evil spirit that's kind of feeding on the negative experiences with the greedy colonists for the indigenous people. So kind of cool background there. And obviously with Guillermo being involved, uh, as a producer, Hoping he does better than um, you know the what's the last movie he did uh, scary stories to tell in the dark, uh, but yeah. but I, but I'm excited about this one too. It's it's been on my list for a while, so should be good. Um, Cole, you got anything to say or should I move on? Oh no, I yeah, I was just kind of thinking about that movie yeah. and you know I I just. I, I, that director is so smart. I mean, I, I think that you guys are going to be in – we're all going to be in for a treat. But Scott Cooper is so cool. I, I really like him as a filmmaker. I, you know, I thought Black Mass was okay. I thought it was pretty good. But still, he's a really talented filmmaker. And um, his film Hostiles, if you all haven't seen Hostiles, Hostiles um, with Christian Bale, is just so good. It is so, so good. So I think, and that has to do with like indigenous people. Um, it's about, you know, like Native Americans and stuff like that, getting their land taken away and why they're hostile. And uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty great. So uh, that's another reason why I'm just so excited for Antlers. I, I know Disney, it's a Disney movie now since it's Fox Searchlight, which is really strange. But um, I, 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 I just, you know, I mean, I'm excited for it. It's going to be what they call... Um, Elevated horror, which I think is yep. a really stupid word, but um, it, it makes you know makes a lot of sense. This is going to be a little more artsy. I'm pretty excited. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's go uh, back to sequels uh, for The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, this yeah. is going to be definitely one we review and has a set date. Going to be uh, released on HBO Max along with theaters. Um, Absolutely cool direction for this one. Uh, for me, Conjuring, you know, third installment. Um, don't really just want to see the same hashed over stuff. So this one looks like it's going to be taking it another direction. Um, main characters going to be reprising their roles, uh, and it's going to be covering the first ever American murder case in which uh, the defendant claimed to be demonically possessed. So it's a Connecticut man who murdered his landlord in 1981. So. Feel like you're gonna get more, a little bit of maybe some court drama, maybe some things kind of like a movie we talked about earlier with the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Emily Rose. Um, mm -hmm. So cool vibes. Obviously, uh, it looks like it's directed by uh, Michael Chavez, who did the Curse of La Rona, which, oh, um, you know, for yeah. me, I think the script of that one was more so the problem than the direction. It had some some decent scares, and I liked the way the film looked. It was just kind of you know, to me how, how the film was, was paced and, and what happened there. So I'm, I'm definitely ready to give him another shot. 
um, the co-writer from Conjuring 2 wrote the script on this. And, you know, I've liked all the stories decently enough until um, that last movie. So I'm excited to see it and excited that it's going to, you know, definitely be one that everyone can see whether you're going to the theaters yet in June or not. Yeah, I, I, that's nice of you to give him another chance. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna follow your lead and and do the same. So I think that's that's because I Lollyorona was a joke. Yeah, you know what's funny? They had a new uh, movie made this year that was on Shutter that's been getting crazy praise uh, from last year. That was directed by I think it was actually a Spanish or Mexican film director. Have you guys seen that one? It's called La Llorona. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've yeah. heard it. I've heard I've, it's good. I've heard that one is actually. Yeah, I know. I, w- I want to see that one. I didn't get a chance to check it out for the uh, for the end of the year stuff, but it's on Shutter, so I want to pop back over and, and and see that one. Yeah, uh, I am sad that James Wan isn't uh, isn't back in the director's chair for this. He's too uh, big now. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> well, he's he's slowly worked his way up, um, but he's doing another uh, random uh, horror movie. I think. Uh, kind of like in the vein of like uh, Insidious or whatever. I think it's called. Oh, I'm going uh, to what is it IMDb called? Now. Well, while you look at it, what do you guys think? Uh, to segue tangent, horror movie directors, Superman or doing superhero movies. It's like the new thing. Every single you know big name kind of first time big budget shot is is they're they're taking him from. Films, you know, you got the Lights Out director doing uh, Shazam. You know, you got James Wan doing Aquaman. It's kind of interesting to me. You never would think that that leap would would be there, but I guess it's been successful enough. Well, so I mean, Sam, look at Sam Raimi. Yeah, I mean, totally. Sam Raimi. You know, <clears throat> that's kind of that's kind of the first you know thought that I had. At least, I mean, he totally kind of blew everyone away with that first Spider-Man. Oh, so. Tyler, it's a malignant. Yeah, yeah, I, I I just found it. Uh, it's called Malignant. And it's also coming out this year. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 coming out this year, but literally nothing is known about it. Um, it's just an original uh, film that was directed uh, and written by James Wan. So uh, I guess we'll see. No idea. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, I was I was a fan of the first two Conjuring's more of the first one than I was the second one. I felt like the second one kind of wandered a little bit but uh you know i'll i'll definitely check out the third one excited cole lay it on us man you know i don't know if i I don't know if y'all are ready for this (laughs) Mm -mm. but you probably are actually because you've been waiting for fucking ever to see this movie oh god probably So, so um it's last night in soho i mean that's the movie that all like online movie geeks are wanting to see people love Edgar Wright. I, um, he's amazing. I like, him I like him. Okay. I mean, he's definitely really cool. Um, have you watched any my, of his interviews or, or things he's done on like special features or documentaries? Just it. like the coolest yes. dude, just yes, like a true film geek, you know, horror, dark comedy, just at its finest man. Yeah. He's cool. I, um, Man, we we should do. Man, we'll we'll have to talk off mic about this, but like doing like uh, some directors like retrospective kind of stuff. But I, um, I, could dig that. I would love he, that. He would be a fun one to do because uh, Shaun of the Dead yeah. is like one of my like all time like top fifteen favorite movies ever. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't honestly I don't know much about Last Night in Soho, and I want to keep it that way. Me too. Um, I know Anya Taylor Joy is in it. I know Thomas and McKenzie is in it. She was in uh, Jojo Rabbit and uh, some other stuff that I've seen. Uh, Leave No Trace is a movie she was in, but 
Ma- Joy, Matt Smith Matt from Smith. the uh, the Crown, and uh, one of Tyler's top five uh, from from last year too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Matt Smith is great. I I loved him as uh, in Doctor Who, and you know, honestly, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies is not a terrible movie. Um, so if you guys ever stumble upon that, watch that. But last night in Soho, I mean, it was supposed to be released. I think it was going to be at maybe South by last year. Maybe it was even going to be in 2019. I I'm not exactly sure. But here's what the IMDb logline says, uh, which is probably more than I even want to know, but fuck it. A young, (laughs) passionate girl about fashion design is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960 London is not what it seems, and time seems to fall apart with shady consequences. Um, Honestly, that sounds not very good to me, but I trust the movie's (laughs) going to be really interesting and cool. Um, Oh, yeah. So. Oh, you know it'll it'll have style. It'll have just fantastic cinematography and editing. And, yes, you know everything that he always brings to is, is this horror his films. Yeah, it is. Like it's it's kind of like psychological horror. Interesting. Oh. Okay, the, have y'all seen the poster? Look at the poster on IMDb when you get a chance. It is fantastic poster. A fantastic poster. Hmm. So anyway, I'm I'm intrigued. Color me intrigued. Color, color me intrigued. <laughs> yep. Cool, man. Yep. So, yeah, that was another All one. All right. Well, I say we each deliver one more uh, from our list, and then uh, we save one final one uh, for the last three. I think we all know what we're talking about, but uh, let's name one more each, uh, and then we'll get into uh, the one that – you know, we always talk about, but, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go, uh, with one that I don't have very high hopes for. Um, but I'm going to probably check it out anyway, just because I saw the trailer and it looks cool. It looks, it looks all right. Uh, I'm talking about, (laughs) I'm talking about the wrong turn, uh, reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so yeah, Wrong Turn came out what in like two thousand three, two thousand four. Uh, yeah, and it was a decent. I, I love like, that original. You know, I think just because of the time it hit me, like in middle school, and it just being like the most fucked up, cool, just like mutant, mentally disfigured zombie kind of people. Yeah, I mean it. It it had a good mix of like Texas Chainsaw and like The Hills Have Eyes and you know stuff like that. Um, but it was it was good. It was good. Um, um, but then after that, all of these um, you know direct to video sequels came out. I think there's six uh, in total, and I think it totally just watered down the brand. Uh, I think I've only seen two uh, out of all of them, so uh, I can't really judge uh, the rest. But uh, I, I doubt any of them are, are very much worth it. But uh, yeah, this one brings back uh, Alan B. McElroy, uh, who is also famous uh, for directing a favorite, or, or not? No, he didn't direct it. He wrote uh, Halloween Four: uh, The Return of Michael Myers uh, way back in the day, uh, and he also uh, wrote a bunch of classics like Spawn and Ballistic X versus Sever. Um, <laughs> but the least, <laughs> but the least we talk about that, the better. Um, but uh, no, this kind of is kind of a reboot, uh, of the wrong turn series. It, it definitely has, uh, a bigger budget, uh, and kind of brings back, uh, a little bit of, uh, 
I don't know, a little bit of substance, I guess, maybe to the wrong, if, if a wrong-term movie can't have substance. Uh, but uh, no, it looks interesting. I don't know if either of you guys have seen the preview, but uh, it, it looks pretty good. I don't know. I haven't seen the preview for it. Interesting. I haven't either. I think you've kind no? of sold me, though. Yeah. I mean, I think you've done a good job at, you know, convincing. I'm, I, I, I mean, I would take your word for it. I mean, you know, that's kind of where, I, where I'm at. I mean, I mean, like I said, I don't have right. very high hopes for it. But, you know, with this movie, I don't think you can. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm reading right here. Uh, it is announced that the film will premiere in American theaters for one night only on January 26th. That's in six oh days, goodness. guys. So um, it's like Jeepers Creepers <laughs> 3. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's just what I thought about. But, uh, yeah, next Tuesday, um, wrong turn. That's Let's crazy. That. <laughs> I'll meet you there. Yeah, we'll we'll meet in uh, what Austin. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, let me. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't have don't have much else to say. Know, I'll definitely check it out. Hopefully, they put it out you know quickly on uh, on VOD if it's just one uh, one night only. Um, I'll move to one more sequel just because I feel like it's one of the bigger ones that we haven't touched on yet. Um, the annual or biannual release of The Purge, The Forever Purge, uh, is going to be coming out this summer. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what about you guys, but original, obviously, I loved. Sequels have been hit or miss for me depending on, um, you know, kind of the context, what, what they're going with, but... I literally don't know anything about this movie. Have you guys seen any trailers or heard anything about it? I mean, honestly, I'm not the biggest Purge fan. Like, I've I've seen the first three, and I I dug like one and two. Uh, wasn't a huge fan of three, and I haven't even seen. Uh, what is it? The first Purge. The first was Purge released uh, a couple of years ago, so I can't even comment on that. But. Uh, I don't know. I I think what this is the last one, right? Like they say, this is the 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 final film uh, in the series. But uh, yeah, you're right. They're they're definitely in in various range of 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 uh, quality. Like I I still like the first one. Like I I think the first one has a very simple uh, story, and it gets kind of right into it. And um, you know, I feel like the second third one, you know, kind of. Uh, venture out and you know takes us to places maybe we don't necessarily need to see i feel like it was a lot scarier when we couldn't see uh everything going on in the outside world but uh you know yeah this one's got josh lucas will Patton. it looks like i couldn't find a plot but i just found one on wikipedia so i'm not sure exactly the uh, if you can expect this to be the real plot but following the presidential elections from the movie uh last purge and abolition or abolishment of the purge a mexican couple escaping from a drug cartel is stranded on a texas ranch there they'll be at the mercy of a group of outsiders who decide to unlawfully continue their own purge so maybe similar to the uh insurrectionist at the capitol who knows <laughs> seems like a a, 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 t- a timely <laughs> timely Lord. film there they're right. always on top of it with that stuff though i feel like they were kind of there right before 
um, that, that stuff started happening. So, um, I want to see that one. Um, it was funny. I actually posted on Instagram to see if there's any ones that we weren't going to hit. And it seems like most people are kind of in the vein of, of what we hit had so far last night. in Soho actually had probably the most outside of one we'll cover last, but, uh, man, it's just going to be a good year. I'm excited. All right. And then just wrapping up here, um, I'm not sure how horror it's going to be, but we got a trailer for this movie. I think it was a year, almost a year, year and a half ago. And that's uh, Jared Leto and Morbius. Um, it is going to be a villain from the uh, Spider-Man comic. So I guess in the MCU, but owned by Sony. So, so never knowing what's really going on, but another bad uh, villain to kind of go in line with, uh, with Venom. A, uh, it's going to be what a vampire. Yeah, he's a he's a living vampire, um, and I actually remember him from uh, the nineteen nineties uh, Spider Man animated series. Is where I kind of began to know him uh, from. So, uh, oh, nice. Yeah, um, I don't really know what Sony is doing with all these kind of lesser known Spider Man properties when they don't when they can't even make a good <laughs> Spider Man film. But uh, I guess with the success, yes, they of can. Them, what about what uh, about Spider Verse? <laughs> Well, that's different. Okay. Like that's that's its own thing. Okay. Um, I'm I'm referring to uh, the last uh, almost 15 years of Spider-Man films directed by Sony. But uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm I'm interested to see if 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 Sony and uh, Marvel can can bring those properties together and bring up uh, a whole big Spider Verse uh, at at some point. You know, I know there's a lot of legal wrangling for all that, but I know they're trying to get Venom and uh, you know Tom Holland uh, into into the same movie at some point. So, be interesting. Yeah, we'll have to see that. And the last one I have before we go to the uh, the big one uh, is Old uh, from M Night Shyamalan is releasing a film in July. Uh, obviously, he's been doing the uh, Unbreakable trilogy and before that, The Visit, but. This is going to be a movie uh, based on a graphic novel called Sandcastle where people are trapped in a cove and they're growing old at a rapid pace. So kind of right in his wheelhouse with, um, you know, movies that you know, have meaning, whether whether it, it works or not is always uh, to be debated. But uh, I'm obviously excited about it just because I think he did a good job with at least uh, before before the finale to Unbreakable. I really liked um the movie with uh, what am I spacing on the movie name? What's the second one in the Unbreakable trilogy? Oh, with, Split. Um, oh yeah, Split. Split. Yeah, he killed it with Split, and then not so which much ruined with, Split. Uh, with Glass, split but, was so uh, bad, or Glass was so yeah. shitty, it ruined Split. Yeah, it was. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, but anyways, that kind of petered out. Let's go to the fucking main event here, boys. Let's go to the one that all of us have been waiting now two years for, and that what, is what? Yeah. Kills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I rewatched both of the uh, teaser trailers right before uh, this recording. And once again, it has me on the fucking edge of my seat. Uh, Just wondering and waiting. Um, Yeah, this film, uh, I kept saying last year over and over, it was the one film they couldn't move uh, or else I would just be shattered. And and they did, obviously. But, uh, you know, I think uh, David Gordon Green has said that they're releasing it. Uh, this year, no matter what, whether it be direct to video or uh, in the theater. So, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Uh, you know, 2018's version obviously 
left a little bit to you know to be desired for for me but uh i think this one actually looks a lot better uh just I, and I, and i'm only judging that from what i've read and from the previews and you know stuff like that but uh, i'm really intrigued uh by a lot of the former uh cast of characters from the original i feel like they're gonna put kind of an homage uh to the second one i think some stuff involving uh haddonfield hospital uh, will come into play from what I've seen. Uh, and from what I've heard, it's just a lot more brutal uh, than the 2018 version. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's probably my most anticipated horror film of the year. And we're going to... I have to stop. No, go okay. ahead. No, I'm just going to say... I have to stop looking into it because it's like there's so much information coming out, like screenings and this is happening. And um, today before the pod dropped, there's an article on Empire that had some new shots of uh, Michael Myers leaving the uh, Strode house on fire. And he just kind of talking about, you know, just the, maybe what the movie is going to be and, and what it's about. And he mentioned that it's about community fear, paranoia, misinformation and crowd panic. So it's a timely movie in that aspect. So it's kind of maybe Michael Myers is out and about and people aren't really sure what's going on, but um, just excited to see where it goes. We'll obviously watch any Halloween movie um and excited to see i think maybe taking the criticisms of the last one before they made this one to you know make it not more fan service but to kind of hit some of the the notes that we were hoping that last one did and and maybe limit the family drama to to less than 45 minutes um i mean what i was gonna say is i know we're just gonna talk this movie to death i mean you know i i just i'm gonna walk softly all year thinking about this movie. I'm going to try just to kind of be like, okay, yeah, it's coming out and not try to think too much into it because I think the more I think, the more I'm going to dislike it. And that's what I'm scared of. And I'm kind of anxious about it now that we're talking about it. Um, uh, but I think we're kind of past the point of no return. I've talked a lot about over the past hour, especially about how movies, when they have sequels, sometimes it ruins the other one. But I think these are just kind of past the point and no return. No matter what is being released for this, um, I'll probably still watch the movie five times over five years. <laughs> um, um, so anyway, I uh, no, I'm, um, I'm 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 taking a page out of your book because I got way too excited and had way too much going in uh, on on the 2018 film, uh, and I. Utter, and I ultimately left, uh, you know, disappointed. So I'm going into this one with far less expectations. I'm still excited for it. I'm pumped for it, but I'm still, yeah, treading lightly uh, for this one because I don't, I don't want to be let down uh, like I was with the last one. And I'm not saying the last one was a bad film in the series at all. I'm just saying uh, it didn't reach the heights uh, that I wanted it to go. But uh, you know, I've got faith uh, that this one will right the wrongs uh, of the first one. And so, yeah, time will tell. Um, and then, man, I guess we can wrap up here. I want to want to just talk about because it's going to be our next episode. Uh, we're going to go a new new release. It's going to be horror adjacent uh, with obviously the genre being crime thriller. But that is The Little Things from Warner Brother. Very excited uh, for that. Yeah, it's going to be dropping on January 29th. And so first episode back after that, we're going to be doing a feature review of it going into, you know, thoughts, obviously probably spoiler section, considering I think people are going to be, you know, craving to watch this right away on HBO Max. So, uh, I mean, what more can you say? They have a title card in the preview where it's 
Denzel Washington, Academy Award winner, Rami Malek, Academy Award winner, Jared Leto, Academy Award winner. So when you get three characters like that who are just absolutely incredible actors and kind of a cool story about a serial killer, you know, you have a deputy sheriff going into um, gather evidence and then also a, a dark backstory. Jared Leto's character looks awesome in this. So I just can't wait to check this out. I'm going to, you know, whenever the first minute they play this, I'm going to hit play uh, on HBO Max. Yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't seen Denzel uh, lately. He hasn't been doing as many movies uh, in, in recent years as, as he was doing uh, for a while. I think the last film he was in was in that uh equalizer sequel mm-hmm. yeah which 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 uh you know he, he he usually was in like a movie or two a year for you know almost a decade but uh i guess those days are behind him but uh yeah looks great uh was directed uh is directed by john lee hancock uh a college alumnus uh who uh went to the same school i did but uh he did such hey, films as uh the blind side uh the alamo uh was it saving mr banks so he's done highwayman kind of Osc- yeah highwayman he he's, he's dad done a lot movies. of kind of uh, like dad movies and oscar bait type type films but uh no i i think he's opening his uh, repertoire with this one and uh it it should be good i i dig these kind of movies and this film is getting a lot of good buzz already so uh i'm i'm excited to check it out next week yeah denzel's been in some in in some dark ones before i don't think he's truly been in a maybe like a horror horror film but he was in um bone Uh, collector yeah yeah i was just about to say bone collector is probably the closest he's been and i and i guess fallen fallen yeah Uh, yeah fallen but Book of Eli, too, kind of post-apocalyptic world. A uh, movie I actually liked. It got kind of panned, but I need to rewatch that one. I saw it in theaters in 2010, and, you know, him kind of traveling alone as a, as a badass dude with a, with a machete. So I'm excited to see what he brings to this. And like you mentioned, man, he hasn't done a movie in three years three since years. Equalizer 2. And it's like kind of one-offs or every other year now. So, man, just one of the best actors of all time. For sure. Yeah, and I mean, even though it's not straight horror, like it's 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 definitely horror adjacent. So I'm 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 pumped that we're not, you know, doing straight horror, but you know, definitely fits this podcast. Uh, I feel like so. Yeah, so this has been uh, 2021 in a nutshell. So uh, we're excited for everything that's coming out. Uh, you know, I feel like we've waited long enough for for most of these films. So I'm I'm you know waiting with eager anticipation and hope that we'll be able to see these, uh, if not in theaters, uh, on a television screen uh, near all of us. So, yeah, guys, um, as we uh, conclude uh, this week's episode, uh, I guess I'll share where you can find me on the socials, even though I haven't stayed true to my New Year's resolution of posting very often. Uh, still give me a follow because maybe if I get enough follows, uh, <laughs> I'll start to put some new. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's not. You know, wishful thinking on my part. But uh, yeah, you can find me at the dot shape dot nineteen seventy eight on Instagram. So uh, yeah, uh, maybe if you tell me uh, you like my post, maybe I'll get get down on something. There we go. Yeah, like it, like the content, and he'll post some more. Um, you can follow the uh, podcast at Scream Cinema Pod on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter. Um, post episodes there, what's going on, and then on my personal one, which is at Screaming Cinema. 
I think I have been staying pretty true to it. Um, I've been knocking out, you know, quite a few movies here lately. I had two weeks off where I was watching literally two to three movies a day. Um, so I'm excited about that. I have a couple of things I missed from my watch list that I want to talk about uh, next time. So, I mean, just so many good things coming out, so much good content, so much good TV and the uh, review copies have been flowing in. So I'm trying to keep up with everything, at least horror or horror adjacent on there. So uh, be sure to follow us there and uh, yeah, let us know what we missed in this episode. And you can find me at a couple of places. I'll give you my Instagram tags and my Rotten Tomatoes uh, page. You can find me at James Cole Clay on Rotten Tomatoes. If you just search that, they recently switched things over a few months ago where uh, you have to like go to critics pages. You can't just do the you know, general search. Uh, and then you can find me at my Instagram, which is Grams by Cole. That's my personal one. And then you can find me also at Uncut Films, but I really haven't been able to um, keep up with it because I've been doing other things um, in my life, and that's just the way it is. So uh, until we until we have a, a hefty Patreon uh, following, I, I think that's just what go. it's going to be. Um, so I'm kind of with Tyler. It's like, oh, give us money, and then I'll do it. Um, but yeah if you if you pay me per post i'll i'll get on there three or four times a day there we go Um, oh absolutely all right well uh until next time uh enjoy uh the episodes tell us uh how we're doing uh i guess send us a review or a rating if you uh would like and uh share the podcast uh with people who uh would want to hear it Uh, But until next time, guys, uh, stay safe and we'll catch you later. Next Halloween, when the sun sets and someone is alone, he kills.